Welcome to the Keys of the Kingdom with Brother Gregory of His Holy Church. Well, welcome to Keys of the Kingdom. Uh, well, we're going to talk about the science today. Uh, Everybody's always saying, follow the science, and I'm hearing this all the time. I've been hearing it for a year now. And uh, well, actually, I've been hearing it longer than that. If we go into uh, the topic of the weather, it used to be that people would say you could only talk about, uh, you know, the weather. You couldn't talk about politics <laughs> or religion, uh, but you can't even talk about weather anymore. And you certainly can't talk about health. Uh, but we're going to talk a little bit about the uh the C word today, which is COVID, uh, not conspiracy theory, like a lot of people might think, but uh, there's something going on here. We've been talking about it for a long time. The, the coronavirus wasn't showing the death numbers that they said they were going to have, not even close. And so they changed the way in which they counted the the deaths and the illnesses and the and the cases. And they started using a PCR test. Of course, they can't use the PCR test that they have been using legally if they don't declare a state of an emergency. So they had to declare a state of an emergency, said that we were going to have millions of people in the hospitals and everything. And the hospitals did not overflow. Uh, as a matter of fact, people were laid off in the hospitals. They got hospital ships out there. They were empty. Uh, they got hospitals set up in the park and they didn't get anybody. And, uh, there were people who died, uh, but, uh, most of the people died with multiple morbidities and were very old. Young people weren't getting this. And then how they detected whether or not you had COVID or you were dying with COVID is in considerable question. You, you should not use a PCR test to even get some evidence of a diagnosis if you use more than 27 cycles in the PCR test. And they were using, in some places, up to 50. 35 is too much, and that was the common number, 35, 37. All these things are going on. Looking at Diamond Princess, uh, 1,500 people, heavily infected ship with uh, COVID, poor treatment by the doctors because they didn't know how to treat it yet. They weren't using... You know, a lot of the uh, remedies that we have found out are extremely successful. And then when we did find out some of these remedies, or they weren't necessarily remedies, they weren't necessarily going to cure you, but they could alleviate the symptoms. And that was the key thing, because most people don't die of the disease, they die of the symptoms. And so we found out pretty quick on that uh, putting ventilators down their throat wasn't the answer. And... uh Although we have lots and lots of ventilators now that nobody will probably want to buy because we have a tremendous surplus. But uh, maybe in the next pandemic we will need them, but probably not. But anyway, we've done a huge study on this. we got a lot of pages that there where we're quoting the scientists. So they always say, follow the science. And uh, like Dr. Sarah uh, Beltran-Ponce uh, graduated from Medical College of Wisconsin and was... Uh, passionate about uh, medical education, public health, and mentorship, particularly for women. She tweeted on January 28th that uh, uh, she was 14 weeks pregnant and fully vaccinated. And uh, and she even, uh, you know, she was getting the shot for the corona and uh, supposedly following the science but within three days of getting the corona vaccine, either the first or the second one, I'm not sure which, uh, her baby was dead. And she had a miscarriage. She was following the science, supposedly, but she wasn't following the science. And uh, so anyway, if we're going to look at the science, let's actually look at real science. So I'm going to go to uh, the actual NIH website, or, or at least a study that was paid for by the NIH, a, you know, a peer-reviewed study, and we will look at that. And we'll look at other doctors like Dr. Michael Yeadon, uh, former vice president and chief scientist advisor at Pfizer himself. I mean, so this is the guy who's making the BNT162B. Uh, and... Uh, 
And uh, as a matter of fact, we'll, we'll look at those numbers because there's actually an interesting thing that all all these shots are not the same. There's a lot of different variations and there's a lot of studies been done about them and, and talking about their safety or not safety. And so if you want to find out more about it, go to um, preparingyou.com and uh, look up the word The Science, uh, capital T-H-E, small letter S-C-I-E-N-C-E, Science. And I have an article up there, and I may be adding more to it, and it has links to a lot of other articles. But we don't want you to believe us. We're going to actually quote doctors, scientists. We have videos up there of some of the top scientists in the world and what they're saying. And it's not always the same as what you're going to get on the 6 o'clock news or on media or from Facebook. I just was uh, posted, a, somebody sent a mem where it was too... Uh, Two Amish guys talking to somebody wearing a mask and she says, why aren't you being affected by the pandemic? Supposedly their response is, this is a mem, it's a joke. Their response is, well, we don't have TV. See, so they're not going to get sick because they don't have TV. Now, I don't know how many Amish people are actually getting this. I doubt very many of them are dying from it. There might be a few old ones. But there's really not that many people that are even dying from COVID. There's a few people that have died with COVID. And uh, that's just a reality. You can look it up yourself or you can keep thinking that nobody would lie to you in the media. Nobody would get it wrong in the media. Nobody in government will lie to you. Everybody is telling you the truth. Uh, but I don't think so. So anyway, I, I kind of am rem- reminded of Proverbs 30, verse 8. Uh, Remove far from me vanity and lies. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food convenient for me. In other words, tell me what I need to know. Set your vanity aside. Set the lies aside. Try to find out what the real science is and what the real truth is. But anyway, uh, so I I was quoting Michael Eden and he goes on. One of their concerns involving what they called the Syncytin 1. And uh, that's S-Y-N-C-Y-T-I-N 1, which is a protein is responsible for placenta development during the pregnancy. And that protein is also found in the hemologous form in the spike protein of SARS virus. According to the petition, the mRNA, messenger RNA shots, would thus inhibit or eliminate that protein and prevent or obstruct pregnancy. Further, according to this uh, section 10.4.2 of the Pfizer-BioNTech trial protocol, pregnant women or women who may become pregnant should not take the mRNA shots. I'm reading out of their literature. Section 10.4.1 also warns men... Taking the mRNA shots to be abstinent from heterosexual intercourse and not donate sperm. These are the things that they're saying is to not donate sperm, not have heterosexual intercourse. During a period, they don't really specify what period, that you're going to be taking the shot. So anyway, uh, despite all these clear warnings, people are lining up and getting these shots to conform with social media, mainstream media norms. Medical professionals are not immune to said social pressures. Dr. Sarah Beltran Ponce lost her child of 14 and a half weeks, indicating it was three days after she got the first or second mRNA shot. I, I like it that they were saying that these were mRNA, and I have a footnote there so you can see where I got this, because I only want to give you the facts, uh, and then you can put them together any way you want. I can't give you advice. But anyway, we do have a lot of articles on the coronavirus, on the shutdowns, 
uh, on, uh, and there's so much more that's come out. What, what, these are articles I haven't even added to them lately. Just from the early uh, uh, onset of this, I was trying to follow it, trying to find out what was going on. Something didn't add up. The numbers weren't adding up. They were counting uh, illnesses and deaths and ratios of deaths to sicknesses different than they had ever done before. In, in the history of medicine that I have ever seen in, in my many, many, many years. They never did it this way. But now they're doing it. I went on and I've, I've looked at other people and, and what they have been saying about this vaccination, they call it, coming up. And, uh, there seems to be quite a divergent of opinion. And, uh, a lot of people are not sharing the information openly because of censorship. Censorship has become a really big part of what goes on and how people get their information. And I think we should be very careful of allowing that. And so, anyway, we have the network. We're going to be sharing things through the PCM group, which uh, is on... is on. If you're in a state and you've joined a, a network in that state, the idea is to find people locally. I just saw a video that somebody sent me, somebody in government sent me, uh, about uh, Shiva, Dr. Shiva. Uh, he's trying to get together a forum, try to get people, and he says, we have to do this bottom-up. We have to get organized on the bottom, on the ground, in the neighborhoods, in the communities where you're at. It's not some big guy that you're supposed to follow around. He's absolutely right about that. Anyway, so he's putting together a whole thing, and I'm going to encourage our network, those people who want to do it, go over there and join. Meet other people who are thinking outside the box, because Dr. Shiva certainly thinks outside the box. And uh, listen to other people and what they have to say, and then make your judgment accordingly. But uh, if this goes out uh, in in, any large numbers, somebody's going to fact-check us and probably shut us down because we're going to give you the facts that they don't want you to see. I can't do anything about that, but I'm going to still put it out there. At least the people on the Internet will... On our network is going to see this. Our network is not entirely dependent upon the internet. That's another thing. People are thinking, well, I'm going to get over and I'll have an email group or an email list and I'll send out that way. You're, you're, this is a coordinated effort worldwide. These numbers are shifting about the, this view of COVID. Uh, the lethality of it, uh, the cover-ups, the uh, the information about them is in every country all across the globe. I mean, there's a few holdouts like Sweden, but even them, they they're getting flack too for what they are seeing and what they are doing. So we have a number of of links on the page to videos and audios and articles. Uh, but the real science, we're trying to follow the science is increasingly difficult because of all the censorship that I mentioned. But uh, the most cited microbiologist in Germany's academic history has been censored so you can't hear him. Sukarit Bagdi was educated in Germany, uh, born, I think, in Thailand. But anyway, he's he's a genius. He's retired now, so he can get away with it. He's not going to lose funding. But I have an, uh, a video there that you can watch that is an interview of his. He doesn't think we need a vaccine for this flu. He thinks that most people are getting immune. Protect the old people. Young people are almost unhurt. He's actually very concerned. Him and his wife are both frightened by this pushing of this vaccine, which is not really a vaccine as we normally think of the term vaccine. This is something completely different. It's an mRNA shot, and that mRNA shot has never, ever been approved for humans ever, and there's a reason why. We also have... Uh, some information from Dr. Lee Merritt, former president of the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons. So she has several videos out. You can look her up, Dr. Lee Merritt. She has, is expert in weaponized warfare and terrorism and things like that. She's the one that they would go and ask to speak about these things. And she's very concerned about this 
vaccine and uh, the the way they've treated COVID as this gigantic threat while the shutdowns are going to cause more damage than the COVID would have. It's going to kill more people in the long run. Millions of people are plummeted into poverty. Tens of thousands of people are suffering from depression. Suicide rates are up. Uh, I don't know anybody who's died of COVID. And I know a lot of people. I know of somebody who had COVID, but I don't know anybody who's died from COVID. But I do know people who've committed suicide. Uh, because this is this is just not the way to go about a pandemic, a real pandemic, and this is not evidently a real pandemic. They've padded the numbers. Clearly, they've admitted it. You have them on video saying that they're going to count the the cases differently than they've ever done. They're going to count the the deaths differently than they've ever done. If you just uh, they. It's just absurd. But anyway, there's lots of video out there that you can go look at this. But anyway, we have other people that we quote. Uh, there's no, there hasn't been any animal trials. All the other previous uh, mRNA vaccines that they tried to use uh, or create uh, failed. They did not pass animal trials. And they didn't pass animal trials because the animals either became infertile or died or both. And they didn't usually die of the shot. They sometimes got sick with the shot. They got, they died because of antibody-dependent enhancement, also called immune enhancement. It's where they are confronted with the wild virus, a wild virus, a similar wild virus, but possibly different afterwards, and they become extremely ill and even die. They are unable to fight it off. This doesn't happen right away. It happens a little down the the way. She talks about this uh, vaccine as a Trojan horse, as a binary poison. This is a woman with lots of credentials and uh, been around for a long time. The one that everybody wanted to hear from because she was so smart. Well, they don't want her to be heard at all anymore because she's contesting this. And she's not alone. Lots of doctors are doing this. But they, doctors are getting fired because they speak up, because of the pressure coming down. But uh, anyway, so you're just going to have to do some research. And we put a lot of stuff on this page so that you can do that research and find out for yourself. Uh, Carrie Madej has a video there. And she just... This was made early on. I put it up there because she was early on asking questions, wondering about things. She doesn't have quite the expertise that some of the other doctors does, but she's a doctor and she's she's sharing her thoughts. And that is so important that you hear more sources and they're trying to limit that at every turn. But one thing she does mention is transhumanism and I've heard this come up a number of times. You certainly hear it if you go to the Great Reset people, you know, Schwab and and those guys who want to change the whole way all governments operate in the world today, change the way in which your relationship to government is, change the way in which your relationship with each other is, and they've got a a real head start with this nonsensical mask wearing and social distancing. We've talked about that before. That, uh, yeah, social distancing is a good thing. Maybe wearing masks for a short period of time, uh, especially like if you're visiting an old folks home or something like that, you might do that. Wash your hands when you're doing that because those people are a little bit more vulnerable. Uh, if you're sick at all, don't even go into work. And we've explained, I've, I've worked in convalescent homes 50 years ago, and that was a real serious problem. A cold could kill old people and did. Uh, gurneys lined up with people dying every cold season, every flu season. This is common, but it's not common to have every single one of these cases reported in the news, hammered at you day in, day out, and has created this panic. Got everybody wearing masks, and they're probably doing more harm than good. And there's a lot of science behind that. A lot of people talk about that that have tremendous credentials, but you don't get to hear them because... There's, they're being censored. They don't want you to hear about it. It's not, you cannot stop a virus with these cloth face masks. 
what you can do is cause more and we have articles on that and and videos on that and again we're trying to pick the ones that are from real scientists but anyway this transhumanism talks about transhumans and uh and, and this is a concept of an intermediary form between human and posthuman and uh it has a bunch of different definitions, but one of the definitions of post-human is a voluntary human extinction which seeks a post-human future that is, in this case, is a future without humans. And I, you know, in one of our earlier programs, we were reading letters that were written to Trump by some of the highest religious figures in the United States, and they... They mention this. I mean, these are people opposing the Pope who are in the Catholic Church and opposing what's going on because the Pope's in favor of all this shutdown. Of course, he's in favor of communism. He's in favor of the Great Reset. And they're trying to remove him. So there's this huge conflict going on. And, of course, he's being censored. But he wrote the president and said that this is a war on humanity. I'm beginning to think that he is not far off. So... Again, we've got a lot of shows on that, and uh, we've got other links too, but if, so, could this vaccine be what Dr. Merritt is saying? You know, weaponized medicine. I, I, I'm, I'm listening. She's an expert. She's got the credentials. Worked for the military for years and years. She was the, like I say, the go-to guy for a lot of this information on, on how to do this. And she sees this happening and she says something's wrong here. And she wants to speak up and they want to put her voice down. But we're putting the names there. You can do your own search. And we've got some links there to some videos. There's another doctor, Dr. David Martin, a real genius, expert in his field, was researching this before it all broke out, researching the patents before it all broke out. And, uh, and, uh, tremendous analytical mind, and he says this is not a vaccine. It is a medical device designed to stimulate the human cell into becoming a pathogen creator. Vaccines actually are a legally defined term, and they're a legally defined term under public health laws. He quotes the laws. They're legally defined term under the CDC and the FDA standards. He knows this. This is, this is the business he was in, knowing what these things are, researching these things. And uh, anyway, he says, and a vaccine specifically has to stimulate both an immunity within the person who is receiving it, but it also has to disrupt transmission. And he has a whole video there. Now, one thing I haven't really talked to a lot of people about, but I'm going to slip it in here real quick. Uh, there's, there's, uh, I have some links so you can read more about Dr. Uh, David Martin. But, uh, and you can look them up. Uh, it's pretty simple. And, uh, but, uh, everybody wants to know what happened to the regular flu virus. Well, there is the regular flu virus going around, and I have no doubt whatsoever that many people who experienced some flu symptoms were misdiagnosed with the PCR test as having COVID. And that's, that's not, not only not unlikely, it is most likely that that is the case. But there is a possibility that there were less of other flus around. This is a very common, it's called interference. Uh, you know, the flu interference or, you know, uh, contagion interference, that when you have one disease going around and people are made in contact, you have to remember that most of the people who get coronavirus show no symptoms. They get it, their body starts to replicate it, their body reacts to that immediately and notifies through uh, exosomes going all over the body and several other cellular forms of cellular communication that there's a disease around and it heightens the immune system. And you may get a little tired, you might even get a little feverish, but the next day you're fine and you go back to work because your body has fixed the problem. 
You've been doing that for thousands of years. Your body has been fixing the problem. Occasionally the problem is so bad that a lot of people die. That's not the case so far. But it may become the case. But anyway, when you're given this injection, I'm just going to call it an injection, not a vaccine. I'm going to try to discipline myself not to call it a vaccine in honor of Dr. David Martin. <laughs> so the reality is is uh, it's going to stimulate a response. It has a 95% when they say efficacy rate. In other words, 95% of the time they see a response to the vaccine. It doesn't mean that 95% of the people will no longer get COVID. It means that it simply had an effect on your body. Well, that effect on your body may stimulate your immune system and your immune system may go into overdrive for a little while and that will protect you against a lot of other things. So, yeah, you may not be getting the other flus, but you are getting injected with proteins and RNA, depending. Now, we're gonna. there's a lot of different... Uh, vaccines out there and they're not all mRNA vaccines uh, videos on there uh, with Dr. David Martin and, and you can look at the different ones and see what I'm putting this together and spending a lot of time to do this uh, neglecting a lot of my other work but if we're going to follow the science something is seriously wrong with what we're being told and we need to find out what it is I, I looked at, you know, uh, something to do with ARP. That was another article that somebody sent me. And there's a, a Monica uh, Gandhi, MD, and she is talking to people saying, not one person who got was in the trials got very sick. Well, a lot of people got sick, get very sick and be hospitalized. No, uh, not even one, they said. But actually, there are people dying. Uh, Gibraltar, quite a few deaths. Uh, Norway, quite a few deaths. I mean, we're talking 50 deaths, 70 deaths. Um, uh, there's at least 300 deaths uh, that uh, have been recorded as of several days ago, actually almost a week ago. And so we don't know how many deaths are, but these are people who get sick within minutes, sometimes within hours of getting the shot. Of course, that, that child... Uh, clearly miscarried because she got the vaccination because the instructions from the company making the vaccination said if you're pregnant don't take it she did not read the literature she's a doctor she's probably real smart they don't all read the literature just because they got a white coat on doesn't mean they know what they're talking about that's why you get a second opinion that's why uh, doctors end up going out of business and that's why she lost her baby because she didn't follow the instructions most of them don't even read the instructions if they actually did a lot of them would be changing their minds like Dr. Merritt and and uh, Simone Gold and, and just countless other doctors out there but Monica Gandhi uh, you know professor of medicine at the University of California in San Francisco she thinks that that means something, that in the trials of maybe 800 people, nobody got very sick. Well, nobody got COVID. They they got the shot and they got sick. <laughs> they may have already been immune to COVID since we know that anywhere between 50 and 80% of the people who get it develop the antibodies, go on, and don't have any symptoms some develop mild symptoms some get really sick most of them that get really sick already have serious serious health problems so of course you get 800 people get the shot almost nobody gets sick they were probably most of them were probably already immune they didn't even need the shot. So whatever little sickness they got, they got it only because they got the shot. But what are the long-term effects? Gandhi doesn't seem to have an idea in this world. She goes on to say, these vaccines are amazing. Gandhi says, if you do not get the virus, she adds, it'll be a mi- if you do get the virus, it will be a mild cold. 
It's already a mild cold if you get the virus. Most people don't even have a mild cold. Most people show zero symptoms, asymptomatic, because it's not a serious threat. It's a serious threat if you have several morbidities and you're 89 years old, but that's it. That is the facts. People don't want me to say that. They'll probably censor me, but that is the facts. And uh, so anyway, what's this whole thing about the guy saying that, you know, if you're going to be pregnant or you're already pregnant or you're thinking about fathering a child even, you don't have a uterine wall that, you know, may be affected or placenta wall, but you just want to go and become a father, don't get the vaccine. That's what it says in the instructions from the company making it. Why did they say that? Well, that's why I went and started reading all these different studies, the actual studies that everybody's going off of, where the science really is. And one of them is entitled SARS-CoV-2 Spike Protein Elicits Cell Signaling in Human Host Cells. Implications for Possible Consequences of COVID-19, and they use the word vaccines, not really vaccines. But that's what they're calling it, and they use that term. They use it loosely because it really does not qualify, but that's the way they're identifying it. And so they they have an abstract, and in the abstract they talk about that everybody should be aware, it's important to be aware, that spike proteins produced by the new COVID-19 vaccines may also affect the host cells. You're the host. Why do they call you a host? Are you, is this a parasite? Usually you have a parasite and a host. Well, this, it's not really a parasite because a parasite is usually alive. And these mRNA envelopes that they're putting in these flat, fat globule envelopes, um, they're not really alive, but they have Spike proteins that get them to enter into certain cells in your body when they're injected in your muscle tissue, not subcutaneously, but in the muscles, those muscle cells will allow that mRNA, that messenger RNA into your cell. It will replicate it and release it. it when it's being replicated in the cell, it's an endosome. When it's, it exits the cell, it's an exosome. And it's going around in your body in order to produce an immune response. The problem is the long-range effect. It goes on to say, especially when they are administered to otherwise healthy individuals. That's what they're concerned with. Further investigations of the effects of the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein on human cells and appropriate experimental animal models are warranted. Haven't done it. Not with the mRNA. Why haven't they done it? Is it because no mRNA study of animal models has ever successfully passed scrutiny? Could that be the case? Well, anyway, I have the whole study. If you go to that same article, The Science at PreparingYou.com, and you go over to the discussion part I have most of that article and I certainly have um, a link to it so you can actually see it it was funded like I said by Fauci's own organization so what does this uh, study actually conclude what is it actually going to be telling us what uh, what can we actually learn from it and uh, so that's it's really important that we take a look at that SARS-CoV-2 spike protein elicits cells signaling that which is what I was talking about before and what is the implications and possibilities and the consequences of that COVID-19 shot that everybody's running down to get they if you want to follow the science you should try to find out what are the possible repercussions of going down and getting it You say, well, they wouldn't give us anything that might harm us. Well, legally, they can't give you anything that they know might harm you. So they have carefully not studied 
animal trials with these vaccinations. They have issued that this is an emergency, so now they don't have to follow the rules. If the if they didn't have this declared emergency for a virus that only less than one in a hundred will die from or die with, they you don't even necessarily die from it. Only less than one in a hundred people. You know when when smallpox first hit Rome, half the male po- almost half the male population died, and this is under you know no medical help, didn't know what it was. No immunity whatsoever. They got it from a foreign nation where their army was out there causing trouble and came back with this smallpox and it wiped them out. And, of course, that's including the elderly of the population and everything. Smallpox is really hard on Indians. They had no previous immunity. As we'll see later on, COVID-2 and COVID-1 are very similar. If you were immune to one, you're probably immune to the other. But anyway... It talks about, in, in this study, it talks about a major outbreak of pulmonary arterial hypertension, PAH is what they call that, which occurred back in 1965 and it was associated with Aminorex, which was a weight loss stimulant drug. Okay, that epidemic was not observed for two years. It didn't just like you get the shot and get sick. Uh, or you take the medication, you get sick. There's long-term effects. Most of the patients died 10 years after the epidemic. But what it was doing was causing this primary human pulmonary artery uh, effect in the certain smooth muscle cells, what they call SMCs, smooth muscle cells, in people's heart. And, and arteries. Okay. So, that's just one example is that something you do today can affect you years and years later and actually kill you. Uh, you know, we've, when we studied, uh, vaccines and, and specifically the polio vaccine. We know 93 million, the CDC says this, this isn't a secret, I'm not taking it from, some conspiracy guy. This is from the CDC information. 93 million Americans were infected with a P40 virus that eventually produced cancer blooming in, because of the fact that it was affecting certain complex parts of your body. It ended up that thousands, probably tens of thousands of people died of cancer that would not have died of it had they not got the polio vaccine because they would not have been contaminated with this monkey virus. All kinds of literature on this. You're not going to get it on the 6 o'clock news. You're not going to get it from Facebook. But, I mean, I'm quoting CDC, okay? I'm quoting real studies. So anyway, in this research, uh, they say, talking about the targeted protein spikes, what they're doing is they're, they have to put these protein spikes in this mRNA in order to get it to open up certain muscle cells. And they're giving you the shot in the arm looking for certain cells that line the interior muscles in your arm. So they want a protein that will open up those cells, enter those cells, so those cells will replicate the protein. You become this manufacturer. We've talked about this. This manufacturer of the the same exact mRNA. I mean, it's supposed to be the same. There could be mutations. But that's the idea is to get your body reproducing this mRNA chain and sending it out in the rest of your body to stimulate an immune response. What else does it do? Well, it consists of two subunits. Uh one is, we'll just call it S1. I won't get into the big long names. And, uh, and the AC2 receptor binding domain, which they also call RBD. And, uh, and then the subunit 2. Uh, 
and they play a role in this fusion process where they have to get into the cell and then the cell replicates them. Your cells replicated. Your cell becomes a manufacturer of a patented RNA <laughs> chain uh, in, in the form of an exosome that it releases in your body. Okay, this is, I'm going to quote directly from their study. It was found that the treatment of cultured primary human pulmonary artery smooth muscle cells or human pulmonary artery endothelial cells with the recumbent SARS-CoV-2 spike protein S1 subunit is sufficient to promote cell signaling without the rest of the viral components. So just the protein itself is stimulating your cells uh, with signals, cellular communication. So what does all that mean? Well, if you go to the same study, and they, they are quoting from other studies, uh, which are all footnoted at the bottom of the page, Patients exhibit pulmonary vascular wall thickening, which is a hallmark of pulmonary arterial (laughs) hypertension, PAH. It's based on the results that we propose, I'm still quoting here, that the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein without the rest of the viral components triggers cell signaling events that may promote pulmonary vascular remodeling, changing your your vascular system, and PHA, this hypertension, as well as possible other cardiovascular complications. They're telling you the protein spike that you're getting injected in your arm may change your heart muscles and the smooth wall heart muscles in your body. That's not all they say it may change. Uh, we should monitor the long-term consequences of these vaccines carefully. That's what they're saying. Of course, they're not uh, watching some uh, few hundred volunteers. They're forcing 7 billion people in the world to get these vaccines, threatening them with isolation and quarantining and no jab, no job. You can't fly on our aircraft unless you get this vaccine. And then we will watch and see what happens, even though the study says just the presence of the protein that they're injecting in you, even without the RNA chain, can start remodeling your heart, changing your heart and the muscles in your heart and possibly produce hypertension. They go on to say, quoting again, you know, and they're talking about especially when they are administered to otherwise healthy individuals. They talk about we should monitor the long-term consequences of these shots carefully, especially with otherwise healthy individuals. They go on further investigation on the effects of SARS, uh, of the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein on human cells, not just heart cells, and appropriate experimental animal models are warranted. Are they doing it? Well, not before they give it to a billion people or Two billion people or three billion people or your entire military, all your medical personnel in your country, all are getting this shot, which they their tests say that it can alter your heart muscles and cause serious medical problems, especially when given to young people. See, old people, it might take two, three years before it sets in and they may only have... Two or three years to live anyway, because it's an old person. It's, I mean, get old, we die. Anyway, it goes on to say, these experiments using transient transfection may reflect the intercellular effects of the spike protein that could be triggered by the RNA and viral vector-based vaccines. And it says... 
It can affect human lungs, alveolar, because, of course, that's what COVID is usually connecting. And that's why it's so contagious. It goes after the alveolar in your lungs. And that's what causes the labor breathing, because that's the part of your lungs that is elastic and expanding. And it can affect that. And what happens is the protein goes in there with the virus. Your body recognizes that the this virus containing the protein is a foreign virus, it sends out information from your T-cells not to replicate that virus anymore. Your body stops replicating it. Then your body tells this uh, something else, in, another part of your immune system, to go out there and shut down all the cells that are producing, uh, you know, replicating the virus. Those shells, cells that get shut down, that's what causes your fever, your cytokine reaction. Your body is shutting your cells down, killing your cells to get them to stop reproducing this viral agent that's in your body. And if, if it's already producing to too many cells, you're going to show symptoms of that shutdown. If it's only a few cells, and your immune system gets to it right away, well, then you may not even get a single symptom. But that your body's doing this all the time. It does it every year, every time there's a flu season. You get exposed to the flu, you don't even know it because your body's so quick to fix it. And your T-cells remember previous viruses that have gotten into you, and you stay healthy. That's the way it works. Okay. That's not what's happening now. What's happening now is your body is producing not a virus. It's producing the protein spikes on these little envelopes of RNA. It's a remember it's a mRNA, messenger RNA. Those that message is going with the the protein. And they're saying that that protein alone, even without the RNA, can cause cells in your heart muscles, in your alveolar, and also in human liver epithelial cells can start, they can, it can induce a response. Thickening of the tissue, creating more tissue than is necessary. All kinds of things could be going on. And they're saying... We need to watch this carefully. But now you're going to have lots of people to watch it in because you're giving this out and it's never been tested as all vaccines, all medications have had to be tested. They're not doing it. There are no animal trials for these vaccines, these mRNA. They have done some animal trials for some of the other vaccines, but some of the other vaccines are not mRNA. And that's another subject we'll get to. So anyway, it goes on to say these experiments using transient transfection may reflect the intercellular effects of this spike protein that could be triggered by the RNA and viral vector-based vaccines. Anyway, these results collectively reinforce the idea that human cells are sensitively affected by the extracellular and or intracellular spike proteins through the activation of cell signal transduction. So in other words, these proteins by themselves, not in a virus that your body would be looking for, can be stimulating cells in your body to grow in a way they would not have grown otherwise. And it can call, cause hypertension. We don't even know what it could cause in the liver. We don't know what it will do the, to the lung tissues. And evidently, it can affect tissues in the placenta. And evidently, if you're thinking about fathering a child, you shouldn't even be getting the vaccine any time around that. But say you get the vaccine, you're producing this mRNA, 
But your body's not making it go away. It's not fighting it. It's not killing those cells in your arm that are producing this. You just keep producing the spike. This is what happened with the polio vaccine when you were infected with the monkey virus. That PV40 monkey virus. That it just kept reproducing. It didn't make you sick. But it preoccupied proteins in your body that normally shuts down cancer cells. It detects and shuts down cancer cells. They couldn't do that because they were all preoccupied by connecting to this monkey virus that just kept reproducing and you never made you sick, but it kept you from staying well. This is well known in microbiology, well known in epidemiology. And somebody thinks that this mRNA is a good idea and it clearly, the mRNA, like I say, never could pass animal tests because it was causing sterility. And eventually, when you were exposed to another viral agent, your body was unable to fight it off. Why? Because the mRNA spikes are going around affecting all your cells. Okay, so I got here in red on the page. Item number six, the discussion, I'm quoting again, right out of this study. This is a scientific study funded by the NIH, peer-reviewed study you can look up and we connect it to. It says, it is generally thought that the sole function of the viral membrane fusion protein is to allow the virus to bind to the host cell, that's you, for the purposes of Viral entry, getting into the cell, into so that the genetic materials can be released, replicated and, and released, it says released, and the viral replication and amplification can take place. That's generally what they used to think. Okay, that's what they were saying. Okay. <laughs> so, however, that's the word they use here. Recent observations suggest that the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein can by itself trigger cells signaling that can uh, trigger cell signaling that can lead to various biological processes. It is reasonable to assume that such events in some cases result in the pathogenesis of certain diseases. goes on to say, Our laboratory only tested the effects of the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein in lung vascular cells and those implicated in the development of PAH. However, this protein may also affect the cells of systemic and coronary vasculatures eliciting other cardiovascular diseases such as coronary artery disease, systemic hypertension, and stroke. We will need to monitor carefully the long-term consequences of COVID-19 vaccine that introduced the spike protein into the human body. Then it goes on to say, furthermore, while human data on the possible long-term consequences of spike protein-based COVID-19 vaccines will not be available soon, it is imperative that the appropriate experimental animal models are employed as soon as possible. Why? Because they haven't done it. To ensure that the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein does not elicit any signs of pathogenesis of PHA or any other chronic pathological condition. Amazing. They're telling you they haven't done the test. They should have done the test. They're giving you untested stuff. And so they have a final conclusion that you may be interested in. <laughs> I don't know. You may not be uh, interested in hearing it. But uh, anyway, the... Uh, Okay, conclusion, which is item number seven in the study. It says these vaccines should benefit elderly people with underlying conditions if they do not exhibit any acute adverse events. Well, uh, that means that any immediate response in an acute event. It, it, it says they should benefit elderly people. 
That's their conclusion. They don't know that it will. They're just saying it should. If it doesn't kill them right out. However, we need to consider those long-term consequences carefully, especially when they are administered to otherwise healthy individuals. They repeat this over and over again. As well as young adults and children. Long-term. What long-term thing can this do? We know it can cause abortions. That's something Bill Gates has been in favor of for a long time. Bill Gates' father has been in favor of for a long time. It may cause infertility, inability to become pregnant, inability to carry a child, inability to even impregnate. Because even the father should not be having sex if he's getting the shot. Well, you get the shot, your body is replicating the... uh, It doesn't go away. Your body is replicating this spike protein and continues to do it. What tissues is it going to affect? You know, we could wait 20, 30 years like we did with smoking to find out what is in their studies that made them know that a woman who is pregnant should not take this vaccine. That a woman who is even thinking about getting pregnant should not take this vaccine. Well, if women who are thinking about getting pregnant, men who are thinking about becoming fathers, and women who are pregnant cannot take this vaccine, you cannot get to herd immunity. There are people talking like, oh, it's such a shame these people won't just get the vaccine. You haven't read the science. The science of the people who invented it says if you want to have a child, if you... If you're pregnant already, if you want to father a child, don't get the vaccine. If you already have a PAH, PAH, probably don't get the vaccine. Because it's the spike is going to thicken the walls of your heart and your arteries. And we don't even know what it's going to do to your liver and your lungs. In long term. If you're... If you're 95 years old and you don't figure on living another five years, go ahead, get the vaccine. It might help. That's what the science says. Then again, it might not help. It might kill you outright because it's been killing young people right along. Millions? Not yet. So anyway, it says further investigation. Again, it repeats the effect of SARS-CoV-2 spike protein in human cells and appropriate animal models is warranted. So they keep repeating that. Why is it warranted? It was warranted before they started giving it to people. But they avoided it because they've never ever passed animal trials before with an mRNA vaccine, which is what Dr. Merritt was telling you. So anyway, here's some good hope news. It's not really all that good of news. Since they're forcing this vaccine, no shot, uh, no jab, no job, uh, can't get on airline immunity passports. I was talking to somebody in Australia that uh, that's what you're going to have to have to even get around. You, you may not be able to cross state lines in the United States. They're doing that in Australia already. You can get hundreds, thousands of dollar fines if you cross without permission. You're just traveling from one island to the next in Hawaii, you can get quarantined for 14 days at your expense. This is getting crazy, folks, for a virus that won't kill one in a hundred people. And and that hundredth person it kills, they were already probably going to die within the next couple of years or maybe even the next couple of months. This is crazy. This is not a pandemic. But you're about to experience one. Fauci said we you should expect another uh, pandemic ten times worse than this. Could that be all the people that get the vaccine? I don't know. Anyway, viral vector-based vaccines such as the... AZD1222, which is AstraZeneca, uh, which uses a non-replicating chimpanzee ado, uh, adenovirus vector. Okay, that's a non-replicating chimpanzee. That might be better than the mRNA vaccine if you have to take one to survive. You're not, you're not surviving. It's not going to help you survive COVID. It's going to help you survive the totalitarian shutdowns that are everywhere going across the world. 
There's a couple others. There's a AD26, uh, let's see, is that right? AD26 COVID 2S by Johnson and Johnson is a non-replicating ado, uh, adenovirus. Also, uh, a base system, 26 base system. That's why the AD26, that's what it is. And, uh, let's see, also the gamma COVID vac, uh, Sputnik 5, they call it, uh, uh, from the, the Gamalia Research Institute of Epidemiology and Microbiology. Uh, so, but that one does express the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein. So those are not necessarily your best choices, but they're better than the mRNA. The RBD only contain, at least I believe they are. I could be wrong. You have to do your own research. The RBD only uh, containing SARS-CoV-2 spike. We didn't talk a lot about that. Protein does not elicit cell signaling in human cells. So that this is all on that page. You can go and look it out. And you should get it together with a bunch of other people and talk to doctors who are sympathetic and, and actually want to read the literature and find out if you have to take a vaccine, can you pick the one you take? Huge, and I stuck to one study. There's a lot of other studies out there. Well, there's not a lot. Uh, there's not the studies you need, which is the animal trials. But uh, like I say, Dr. Merritt will tell you about the former animal trials uh, where all the animals died or were infertile or died and were infertile. The different effects of the full-length S1 and RBD-only containing protein may be important considering that the B... Now, this is... What I thought was interesting, there's a BNT162B, which I talked to you about before, but you'll also find another number on the end of that, which is 2. And many other COVID-19 vaccine express the full-length spike protein. While the BN162B1 vaccine encodes only the RBD region. So... That's a, but you're gonna to have to read the package yourself because the nurses aren't gonna know. And like I say, if you go to the website, preparingyou.com, look up the science and then go to the discussion page, these numbers there, as well as the link to the actual study. But there is a difference and if you can find that difference and you have to get the shot in order to stay alive and not be locked up, uh, and there are, a lot of other things you can do to do that. One of the things you can do probably more than anything else is join the network. Do what Dr. Shiva says. This has to be ground up. Christ knew that. Ground up from the bottom up. This is the way the kingdom of God operates. It doesn't work from the top down. It works from the bottom up. And what it is is a network of people who care about one another as much as they care about themselves. They care about your rights, your life, your liberties, your health as much as they care about their own. Which is why I spent so many hours going through all the literature trying to put this together in as simple a way as I can so that you actually think. Because I see these people running down and getting the shot thinking that they're safer Safer from what? So anyway, people who have already had COVID going down and getting the shot, why are you doing that? And somebody will say, oh, well, the antibodies only last for two or three months. Yeah, that's the way it works. That's the way it works with everything. But your T1 cells remember how to make the antibodies, and if you get exposed again, they're all ready to go. You want to do something about your health, there's a lot of other protocols that you can do to make your immune system more responsive. What you don't want to do is enter into this pathogenic priming that is very possibly going on with thousands, millions of people getting this vaccine. But anyway, goes on to say it is possible that the RBD-based vaccines are less immunogenic. They may not give you as much protection, but may not affect the host cells, which is what is important here. Because if your host cells are being affected by stimulating, the, you know, your heart walls to thicken and your uh, your liver to get, you know, get uh, liver disease and, and lung diseases, you know, if, if those tissues start thickening in your lungs, you may end up with emphysema or all kinds of things. 
And either do you want to be the guinea pig? Go ahead and get the shot. If you don't want to get be a guinea pig, well then, you know, make your own choices. Thus, they may be less risky considering potential long-term adverse effects. That's the study speaking. That's not me. Thus, further work is needed, again, they repeat it, to understand the effects of the full-length spike protein and the RBD only containing protein in various biological processes. Nobody's done that study. You are now members of that study. (laughs) If you die, they'll know not to give it to the last billion people left on Earth. Now, here's another secondary thing (laughs) to make you worried. Fear not. Seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. There's all kinds of other things I'm not going to talk about in this audio. If somebody gets the shot, their body is replicating that mRNA and releasing it into your bloodstream so that other muscle tissues will bring it into those muscles and they will then replicate and then it will go to another cell and go to another cell and another cell and another cell and another cell. Okay. Eventually it may get down to your uterus, your placenta wall, whatever. It may get into your lungs and you breathe it out and you are contagious. You are spreading that viral, because that's what you've done. You are now become the machine to make a viral agent that is going to be released on the whole population. They don't need to get everybody to get vaccinated. Now, Dr. Tenpenny, there's somebody I respect greatly. She says, no, the chances of you contaminating somebody else from the vaccine injecting you is small. Nobody knows that. She doesn't know that for sure. She doesn't have any evidence that it will take place. But I'm concerned. And I think everybody else should be concerned And unfortunately, the testing laboratory is the whole world. Who in the world thought this was a good idea? It's crazy. Who in the world thought shutdowns were a good idea? Who in the world thought it was a good idea to put masks on two-year-olds and masks on kids in gym practice? And who thinks this is a good idea? Now they're talking about double masks, triple masks. Do the research. But most important... Sit down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands with people who care about you as much as you care about them or should care about them, and vice versa. Do what Christ said. Christ commanded that we do that. Start learning to take care of one another. Start learning to be a community of love and not a community of fear. A community of care, not a community of crisis. Uh, and, And so anyway, until then... Peace on your house, and may God be with you. God bless. You have been listening to The Keys of the Kingdom with Brother Gregory of His Holy Church. For more information on the educational ministry provided by His Holy Church and Brother Gregory, including services, counseling, lectures, books, and other audio materials, please write to His Church at Summer Lake, Box 10, Summer Lake, Oregon, 97640. You can also find us on the web at www.hisholychurch.net. Thank you.